This episode of Life's a Garden is sponsored by Coors Light. Just kidding. If only, right? I mean, hey, Coors, throw your boy a sponsorship, will you? What are you doing? I drink your product on my show every week. It's my favorite beer. I should basically be the poster boy for your product here. Crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the silver bullet. When the mountains are blue, you know it's ice-cold and as fresh as the Rockies. Ah, refreshing. See how good I would be at that? But, you know, they basically are a sponsor in some ways because if it weren't for Coors Light, I wouldn't be fueled to give you this... A-plus quality on every episode. You know what I mean? So they basically are somewhat of a sponsor in that way. But if you want to throw your boy a sponsorship anyway, you know, feel free. Just putting it out there. Let's get into the episode. Thank you all for tuning in. I always appreciate you. Hope you're having a great week. And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving weekend. It's episode 76 of Life's a Garden. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. And a happy early Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, Thanksgiving coming up very soon, this Thursday, one of my favorite holidays, uh, basically because what you do is just eat and go into a food coma, so that's always fun, and I love food. Now, an interesting fact about me, growing up, I think I might have mentioned this already, I don't know, growing up, I was always one of those kids that would eat his food Separately, I would eat one item at a time. So I always ate the thing I liked the least on the plate first until I got to the last, whatever I thought was the best, which in this case, in Thanksgiving fashion, was the turkey. So I left the turkey for last. Obviously, no, pumpkin pie was last. But when you're eating the dinner portion of it, not the dessert, the turkey was last. So I would eat the turkey last, which is a huge mistake when when you grow up because you realize then the turkey gets cold. So I've definitely grown out of that. I do not do that anymore, but I do remember thinking to myself, Thanksgiving was like my Olympics when it came to the food eating order aspect of things, because you got all this food. So you got to navigate, you know, more food items than you typically would on a normal dinner. So you got all these extra food items you got to navigate. And so by the time you get to the turkey, it's ice cold. Um, yeah, so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but Thanksgiving, yes. Uh, I, I really just like Thanksgiving because of the family aspect of it. Very family-oriented. So that's, been, that'll, that's always nice and fun. So uh, let me think. What else do I like about Thanksgiving? You know what I don't like? 
cranberry sauce. Who the fuck came up with cranberry sauce? And especially like the, the ones in the can where it's shaped like the can. Disgusting. Absolutely atrocious. I remember at one point I thought I liked it, or at least we had to have it because it was like a tradition. Fuck that stuff. If you are somebody who does cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving, hey, fuck you. It's all about the Turk Alert. Got that tryptophan. We're going to get high on that tryptophan this Thursday, huh? Take a little nappy pap. You got some football. You got you got Thanksgiving football, traditional. Don't they do a parade too? Isn't there a Thanksgiving parade? I don't ever watch that. That the Macy's Christmas parade, Thanksgiving parade. Never been a. It's always football, turkey. That's your Thanksgiving. Family, obviously. Uh, what else about Thanksgiving? Oh, well, we can go back to the roots of Thanksgiving. We can talk about that. Everyone's all like, Thanksgiving should be abolished. It's bathed in the blood of Native Americans. And maybe. I mean, here's, growing up, all I know of Thanksgiving is exactly what I told you. Football, turkey, family. That's Thanksgiving to me. The origins of Thanksgiving? Yeah, I don't know. Might be a little hairy. Might be a little dark. So are most holidays. Hey, did you... Well, Christmas was the birth of Christ, I suppose. But Easter, well, is the rising of Christ. So those are both good things. I don't know. I guess we're getting rid of Columbus Day, right? That's almost out the window. Now it's... They're going to change... Watch, they're going to change Thanksgiving to, like, thankful for Native American Day or something. I don't know. It's it's become more than what it was based around, right? And I and wasn't the original Thanksgiving like the breaking of the bread between the two, between the pilgrims and the uh, natives? But then I guess they turned their backs on that, like they then the smallpox blankets and all that stuff. Who knows? I mean, I I should know. I'm a big history buff. I like American history. I should know the the answer to this. But when I start thinking about why we celebrate Thanksgiving or like the history of Thanksgiving and then I got to play a turkey in front of me I forget I stop caring about the history because the history is there the history will always be there the now is the now and we're gonna sit down we're gonna eat dinner we're gonna watch football and that's what that's what the now is I mean yeah a lot of bad a lot of things are bathed in in blood and we still enjoy them today. So, let's just enjoy it, shall we? The uh, turkey. The turkey was going to be our national bird. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national bird. Could you imagine that? Like, it actually would make sense now to represent America. I mean, this fat, stupid bird basically is what a turkey is. A big, fat, dumb bird. And that's that basically describes half of America. Overweight and dumb. Blah, 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 blah. Sounds like half of them too. At least the ones on the internet. Um, but yeah, we get instead whoever I don't know suggested the bald eagle. Hey, thumbs up to you, pal. The bald eagle, badass bird. The turkey, not so badass. 
Oh, and also, they keep talking about how turkeys are going to cost like 50 bucks this year because of inflation or because of whatever, because the market is high for turkeys or it's low for turkeys. I don't know. What the fuck ever. They're saying turkeys are going to cost 500 bucks. I will walk my happy ass up to Rimrock Road and kill me one of those turkeys, if that's the case. 50 bucks for a turkey? Are you kidding me? Jesus. And we like to get a big old turkey, and I'm not spared no expense on this turkey. I'll go kill that one up on the fucking Rimrock Road by the college. You know which ones I'm talking about. I'll get two of them. Hell, while I'm out there. Or I'll just run over one. You know what I mean? Accidentally. God, this Coors Light is good. I wish they'd sponsor me. <laughs> I'll have plenty of that at Thanksgiving as well. And then, of course, you got the, the uh, with the turkeys too, you got the honorary, what is it, uh, the um, pardoning of the turkeys, the presidential pardon of a turkey they do every year. My money this year says Biden mistakenly pardons a duck. <laughs> He'll be like, uh, yeah, the, the, the turkey, this turkey, this beautiful turkey. We're going to, uh, uh, we're pardoning this turkey. They'll, <laughs> and it'll be a duck or, or you know what? He'll, he'll, uh, he'll hold up a cat, like just a domestic cat. Like the baboon in uh, Lion King. This turkey, uh, we're, we're, we're pardoning this turkey. Fuck, he's just asleep at the wheel, isn't he? They'll, he'll basically, what they're really going to do, and, and trust me, I don't know, I, do they televise this? I don't know. I, can't, I can imagine they do. It's always just for show. Everything's for show. But I want to, I will tune in this year because I guarantee you. What's going to happen? Is this his first turkey pardoning? If he when he does this, he will literally be standing there. There's going to be some handler there with him, like coaching him along, like telling him what to do and he'll be like, "Oh, uh what now? Uh it's Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh turkey. Okay." And they'll say whatever, cut the ribbon or whatever you got to do to pardon the turkey, whatever the honorary thing, pin the the ribbon to the turkey, notifying all the other ones that he's saved this year. Which I bet he's not. I bet you he turns into your lunch meat. Oscar Mayer is going to get a hold of him. But, anyway, uh, he'll, he'll pin the fucking badge on the turkey, and they'll be like, this turkey is pardoned. He'll lean over to his handler and say, now what kind of snake is that? <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, Biden. Always good for a laugh. Isn't that everything you want out of your president? Just a big fucking walking laughing stock? Jesus. Oh, boy. You know what I'm not liking about this time of year? How dark it's getting so early. I literally go to work when it's dark, and I come home when it's dark. My entire daylight is eaten up at work. And then people wonder why I'm so fucking white. It's the winners. The winners do it to me. I have no exposure to the sun. And then we got Christmas coming up. 
I gotta put up my Christmas lights soon because I hate. There's nothing worse than putting up Christmas lights in the cold. I mean, it's gonna be cold. It's been getting cold. So no matter what, it's gonna be cold. But there's nothing worse than doing it while it's snowing or while there's snow on the ground. Especially when you have those blow-ups. So I'm not... Like, I'm looking forward to it. I definitely am gonna do it. And I need to do it soon. I gotta get started on Christmas shopping, too. Good damn! Ugh. I know I got my list. So, get started on that soon. I'm sure everybody's thinking that, though. I mean, and then we got Black Friday coming up. Black Friday always after Christmas. Jeez. How soon before they stop calling it Black Friday? Is that not insensitive? Why it gotta be a Black Friday? Black Friday, huh? Yeah. Boy, am I done with that. It's all about Cyber Monday now. And hey, I bet that's half of America. I The last time... Ah, oh man, it's been like... Two or three years since I've been Black Friday shopping. And sometimes I'll go on Friday, like, later. I won't... I Fuck that getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning noise. That is ridiculous. Everybody's trying to get the TVs and stuff. I get it. I understand. Or whatever new gaming console's coming out. It's usually electronics. Like, those are the big items. Whenever I go Black Friday shopping, it's always for, like, some bullshit I could get any time of the day. And usually Black Friday deals run through the weekend. But not me this year. It's all about online. The online sales... Hey, ship it to me. You want a COVID spreader? Hey, that's a massive COVID spreader is these Black Friday events. Not only that, hey, you're not going to, besides that, you're not going to die from COVID. You're going to die from just going there. How many people get stomped to death a year just from Black Friday shopping? It's always some, like, there's always a few. I'm probably not last year, but hey, every year there's always a few people who get stomped to death because they went to the Best Buy. Because people needed the 65-inch TV at Best Buy. Lord. And it's like... The cra- I, I think the craziest thing I ever saw at Black Friday... I, have not, I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of like crazy antics happen at Black Friday. But I remember one time I was at Walmart... I know, my favorite place. And hey, guess what? It was hell. This was like five years ago or so. Did, uh, and here's another, here's another fact about me. As much as I rag on Walmart, did you know at one point in my life, I actually enjoyed going to Walmart. I looked forward to my trips to Walmart because I thought it was an adventure. And it really was. You saw monsters and there were like terrain to trek through that there were some areas you didn't want to go to and you had to like fight off these like demons and stuff like that yeah so it was like an adventure i don't care to do the adventures anymore you know what i mean so um i'm at walmart and they were you know how everything's like i don't know if you've ever been there but like things are covered in silicone and then when the time comes that they open the shit, they just start ripping it open. Well, they did the movies. And that was one thing I went for, too, was I would get games and movies for myself. Big mistake was always getting myself gifts for Christmas because other people... Dude, one year I got myself a, an Xbox 360 
or not yeah yeah it was my xbox 360 i got that on black friday because it was like a great deal and i hadn't you know it had been out for a while i had i had not gotten one yet it's like this is gonna be my christmas present for myself well it turns out three of my good friends pitched in to get me an xbox 360 for christmas what an ass i felt like they go ahead and get me this great present and then i buy myself one i thought i was it felt good doing something nice for myself and then somebody else bought me one and i felt bad all around so big mistake to buy yourself presents i found that out the hard way anyway i'm at the walmart they're opening up these movies and stuff and then i just see people just swarm in and i start seeing movies just flying like confetti that was probably like the craziest thing I ever saw at a Black Friday. I've never seen anybody get punched. Never seen anybody get trampled. But let's let's take a moment of silence for all those lost on Black Friday. Can't even believe that that's even a thing. Speaking of people getting trampled, I know this is old news by now, but I want to give my two cents on the Travis Scott situation or the Travis Scott thing. I don't even want to call it a situation. It's not like an ongoing situation. So if you're not aware, which I can't believe you wouldn't be aware by now because this, like I said, this is old news. Travis Scott put on some kind of a music festival and during the festival, like eight or nine people died Mostly because they got trampled or, you know, they, the crowd was getting really condensed and people couldn't breathe. I've been there. Now, I'm going to... So, tragic. Let's just start off with that. Tragic. You never want to see anything like this, especially at like an event where it's you're supposed to be having fun. It's supposed to be a fun time. And then you die you know like that's horrible i would never want that for anybody nor myself of course so first things first let's just point out the obvious this is a tragic event this should have never taken place um feel very bad for the families of the victim or of the deceased now let's tackle this from my perspective so i will give you my perspective based on somebody who attends concerts frequently. I am a seasoned veteran concert goer. Also, I am a performer. So I know what it's like to be on stage. Not at the level of Travis Scott. Keep in mind, like, of course, I'm not at that level. But I know what it's like to be on stage, okay? The problem here is there's a bunch of backlash going toward Travis Scott saying that he should have stopped the show. He should have done more to, like, make sure these people were okay, make sure they were safe, whatever. Or just, like, bring attention to the events that were going on. Now, based on everything I've seen, which I cannot say that I've seen everything, that's for sure. Based on everything I've seen... There is no blame to be had on the part of Travis Scott. Now, he put on the event, right? So, you could say 
he might play some part in the in the staffing of the event. There wasn't enough security. I don't know. That's what they said. They said there wasn't enough security. That wasn't going to stop this from happening. Because the bottom line is, the reason these people died was because of the people around them. We're going to point fingers at Travis Scott, but we're not going to put blame on the audience that caused said death. Travis Scott didn't tell these people, hey, start moshing or hey, start fucking crowding in unless Travis Scott directly asked for this, unless he directly invoked this violence. If he said, hey, fucking start punching each other, start fucking rioting. Or if he said, you know, hey, everybody, scoot in as close as you can. Get as tight as you can. Unless those were said, which, by the way, I don't know that that wasn't said. I haven't seen the whole thing. But unless that was said, he holds no liability whatsoever. Um, he, the part, the blame goes to the audience, dude. It completely, 100% goes to the audience. And here's here's the thing. I have openly talked about concert etiquette. As a, as a veteran concert goer, there are certain things you do and there are certain things you don't. When somebody falls to the ground, you pick them back up. Also, hey, and I saw a whole list of things of like different, you know, um, different frontmen or different bands stopping the show to be like, hey, help that guy. Travis Scott did that at least once during the show. So he recognized at certain points that people were being tended to, and he said, hey, give them some space. Help let the paramedics help that guy. He doesn't control what the crowd does. He has no control over you over the crowd pushing forward and, and getting people tightly in there where they can't breathe. That's on the fucking crowd. You got these crowd members saying, it was crazy. I was there. I saw the whole thing happened. Hey, what the fuck were you doing? Did you help the guy? Did you stop the people from crushing this guy or trampling this guy? No. So how is Travis Scott to blame? He's a hundred feet away on the fucking stage performing. He's not... The chances of him looking out into this crowd of thousands of people and seeing these individuals who are getting hurt or getting killed or, or suffocating are so minimal. You got to realize those lights are on you. You can't really see out in the crowd very well. And then you got, but you got people out there. The people should have been helping. So anybody who's like, he should have done this. He should have done this. I was there. Where the fuck were you? You were in the crowd. You were closer to the events happening than he was. You had a better chance of helping these people than he did. And yeah, maybe he, I mean, yeah, he could have stopped the show. Now that doesn't go on him. That goes on whoever's managing the show as it's happening. Cause he ain't, whether or not he put the show on or not, he isn't managing the show. He's performing. So somebody else has got to be like directing the show or like, keeping tabs on what's happening, they're the ones that should have, somebody should have reported what was happening and they should have reported it to Scott and be like, hey, we should, we should close this down or we should at least 
tell people to fucking back off or whatever. Bottom line is, even if he had done that, would the people have done that? Would the people have listened? Ultimately, as tragic as this event was, the blame goes on the audience. Because you have to have concert etiquette. You have to understand, hey, if we all push forward, some people are going to get fucking wedged in. They're not going to be able to breathe. If we all rush the stage at once and somebody falls down, they're probably going to get trampled. This happened at a Who concert. I mean, this is not the first time this has happened. This happened at a Who concert. I don't remember, in the 80s or something like that. Three people died because they got trampled because everyone rushed the stage. I've been to shows where people got taken out on stretchers. You, you forget, I go to metal shows. This is a pop show. This is a fucking hip-hop show. This is mild compared to what happens at metal shows. Randy Blight from Lamb of God went to jail in Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic because he uh, somebody got on stage and he threw him into the crowd resulting in his death. My, my cousin Gabriel told me about a time he went to a Slayer concert and a guy came out of the mosh pit holding his eyeball. I understand what it's like to get violent at shows. I've seen bands call for a wall of death and if you don't know what that is, it's where the, two, where the crowd splits in the middle and then runs at each other like in the Lord of the Rings. You don't think people got hurt from that? I've seen bands call for violence. And to me, when I look at this, it's... it's Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to say it's mild in the fact that eight people died. That's not normal. I've never seen somebody die at a concert. I've seen violence ensue. I've seen people get hurt. I've seen people get taken out on stretchers, pass out for from exhaustion or heat exhaustion. I've seen that. That doesn't fall on the band. That falls on the crowd. Or the venue, the security. The last person it falls on is the entertainer. Because his job is to be there and entertain. His job isn't to look out for your safety. And granted, if he sees it, yeah, call it out. And he did. It's your job to take care of your fellow audience members. So take that. Take notes on that the next time you go to a concert. Just saying. And while we're on the subject of these rappers, this has been something that's been on my mind, boggling my mind for some time now. What is it with all these rappers and hip-hop artists getting fast food deals? Like, didn't Travis Scott have a deal with McDonald's? And then you got Megan the Stallion I just seen getting a sauce hot sauce or something like that at a Popeye's chicken I've I've seen some some Burger King ads I saw Nelly on a Burger King ad which by the way you could easily mistake was me last week It's like what what, what what's going on what what's this trend now where these hip hop artists are getting fast food deals Maybe that's... I don't I just thought that was weird. 
I was noticing that as like a weird trend. Oh, and if we're also while we're on the subject here too, here's another inch. Like <laughs> this is even the more interesting uh, concert story as of late. <laughs> Did you see this incident where this chick? pissed all over a guy on stage this band called brass against is what they're called brass against they are a as as far as i understand it, they're a rage against the machine cover band and they do all the covers using like cellos and trumpets and th- trombones and shit like that it's like a ska band but they do Rage Against the Machine. There's a female vocalist. I don't know her name. I should know it because I've looked at the story. But uh, she apparently was from The Voice, I think. Or The X Factor. One of these like singing shows. That's where she like originally was from. And now she's in this band called Brass Against. Um, anyway, so she apparently announces to the crowd, I gotta take a piss. Well, don't say that. First things first, don't say that. And then she's like, uh, let's make let's make a show of it. Pulls an audience member on stage. Let's keep in mind, he knew what was about to happen. This was a consenting event. In the middle of their song, she drops her pants, squats down, and dumps buckets of piss on this guy's face. I'm surprised he didn't die of drowning. I'm telling you, this chick dumped buckets of urine into this guy's mouth. When she... I mean, how fucking crazy is this? She fucking went full cooter out on stage and just squatted down and blasted this guy. And he was all like, yeah! Like, he was cool with it. So, no harm, no foul there. It just seems like a little bit of an odd stage performance, if you ask me. And the band all comes out, and they're like... They, they come out with a statement saying, uh, We were not prepared for that. We don't condone this from happening. She did this in the moment, and uh, it won't happen again. Hey, double down. Back her up. Be a bandmate. Don't put. Don't throw her under the rug. Back her up. Say, yeah. She's pissed. She, we love when she pisses on dudes' faces. Now, here's the thing. Everyone's getting all up in arms about it. And, you know, maybe they should. It's a little weird, for sure. It should at least be talked about, that's for sure. But, now, here's the thing. Also, she's a black woman. So, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I'm sure this will absolutely blow over for her because if i did that if i if i pulled up somebody at the craft local on stage and took a shit on his face hey i or if it was no no the thing is if it was a chick if it was a dude they'd probably love it but if it was a chick now if if, if i'm in a band and i pull a chick up on stage and i piss in her face uh not only am i canceled i'm going to jail right because that's sexual harassment 
sexual, even if I had her full consent, even if I had her full consent and she was totally cool with it, she liked getting peed on, I'm going to be fucking in trouble because that's exposure. I'm exposing myself to this entire audience. And I'll be a sex offender because chances are there's kids in the crowd. So what? I mean, double standards, right? If a white guy did it, or if any guy, not just a white guy, black, if any guy did it, they're fucking in trouble. Chick does it. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I, it's still early to tell. Who knows? Something might come of it. But so far, nothing. The only thing that's come out of this is that she, this band, now people know their name. I didn't know who they were. Probably because it's a stupid idea. Hey, don't be a cover band, right? I mean, I know some people like cover bands, but hey, be original, right? I know they're being original with the ska thing, but not really. I've seen it before. Be original. So hey, there's a reason I do, there's a reason people don't know who these guys are. But also, don't be pissing in people's faces, you know. And yeah, I did get them attention. So in my mind, I'm like, hey, maybe I should pull somebody up on the craft local stage and and shit in their face you know maybe that maybe that gets my band some attention maybe we start getting some ears and eyes following us like i said it'd have to be a dude i'd have to pull up like a real like a fucking white trash fat just like trumper full-on trumper and take a dumper in his face and then i would be a hero and everyone would know my band name so who knows maybe i'll set that up because it seemed to work for these guys That was bizarre. I saw that video and like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, dude. That was so crazy. She's going to get sponsored by fucking Minute Maid Lemonade, right? All these other sponsors coming out. She'll get sponsored by catheters. <laughs> oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> That's so fucking bizarre. Go watch the video, dude. It's crazy. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, let's see here. What can I... Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So... <laughs> it's like, how do you move on from that? <laughs> so funny. Um, so I I had this dream the other night, right? Um, I had a dream that I was in Vegas with my uncle Don, my uncle Don, if you don't know by now, passed away several years ago. God, it's been like five or six years now. It seemed that's crazy actually, but so this is the point I want to make. And I don't know if this happens for everybody. Right. And first of all, let me just say this. I am absolutely blessed that I have dreams. Dreams are so rad. Like, for many reasons. They can also be not so rad when you have, like, super realistic, freaky nightmares. But you take the good with the bad, you know? And even the nightmares, sometimes there's things to be taken from that. For me, with dreams, first, just a couple days ago, I had a dream about, like, some... It was about a cult, and this guy was, like, saying this chant or something like that. He was saying some kind of uh, ritual thing, 
And I remembered what he said in the dream. And I wrote it down. And I'm going to turn them into lyrics. I would tell you what they are, but you're just going to have to wait till I write the song. They're so cool, and they're going to be turned into lyrics. So that's how rad dreams are. You can write songs in them. But anyway, I'm having this dream about my Uncle Don. Now, I have not seen him, obviously in person, for six years. I, I'm not that guy that like looks at pictures and stuff. Like I don't go and look back at a bunch of pictures of us frequently or like pond, you know, just sit and mope over pictures of him or watch old videos. In fact, I don't even know that we have old videos of him. I'm sure there are somewhere and I would love to see them. Absolutely. But it's like in the six years, five or six years, he's been gone. I haven't like seen a lot of pictures or, or videos of him, right? Or heard his voice, for that matter. This dream was like he was there with me. Like, it's it's like I saw him yesterday. And that's the cool thing about dreams. There, there will, I mean, realistically... There will never be, unless they come up with some technology, there will never be a more real experience that I have had with him since he passed away than that dream. He looked, sounded, acted, everything, every part of him was him. It wasn't exaggerated. It wasn't, you know, sometimes dreams get weird and exaggerated or kind of out there. No, it was it was like I was there with him because every memory, every aspect of him that I know that I've seen, that I've experienced is up here. There's no, what's crazy too about dreams. I could sit here and try and describe him or I could try and like think of him and like, put myself in a place or a memory with him and it will still never be as clear as a dream because it's it's so stored every like aspect of him is stored in my head that I can't like put it all together unless a dream does it because my mind can put all those aspects together in my unconscious state and then I can interact with him in that dream I've had dreams about my grandma who's been passed away even longer. It's her, her voice, her, her mannerisms. They're exactly what they are because I, I, like I said, I haven't seen these people in so long, but that is still stored up here. And in a dream, it gets unlocked and like, it's, it's all there. It's all still there. And it's right there in front of you. It's, it's, all for your consumption right there. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I said, unless they come out with some technology where you can like, I don't know, take those memories and then go into a VR setting and interact with them. That would be cool. Hey, meta copyright. I'm copywriting that unless they can do that. You'll never have a more real experience than what you can have in those dreams. And that is absolutely beautiful.
it's crazy to know that your mind can work that way. It can bring people back to life, dude. That's crazy. And it's and unfortunately, it's not something you can just do. You know, you can't just manifest that. It just has to happen. But and the thing is, it's like it's not like he was on my mind that day or like heavily on my mind recently. He just he just was there. It just so happened to be like, okay, tonight we're taking a vacation with Uncle Don to Vegas. And uh, it's pretty cool that that our minds can are that powerful. I basically had a VR experience with, with him that night, and I remember it crystal clear. So it's just that's it just blows my mind how uh, wild that can be that experience so so yeah i just want to bring that up and speaking of dreams i had a dream last night about school which is weird too like another thing i haven't been to school in fuck my 10 year anniversary is next year that's crazy too um so i haven't been to school in 10 years and yet, I can still dream about school like it was yesterday. Events we do. I mean, that was something, fuck, we did every single day for 12 years. So, that should be pretty ingrained in your head. It's still locked up in there, in that memory bank. And so, you can go through the motions in a dream like it was an everyday school day. Um... And that just got me thinking about school. So it's like, I don't think I've ever really told school stories on this podcast. Like, I'm sure I have told a few, but I've never really, like, thought about school or really, like, talked about it a lot. So I figured I'd uh, try and talk about some school stories since it, it was, like, a recent thing that, like I said, I had a dream about school last night. Now... You know what school I went to, right? You know. I went to the school of hard cocks. And you heard me correctly. Not the school of hard knocks, like most people say. I went to the school of hard cocks. Because, hey, when you're a kid, when you're an adolescent in high school, my God, I mean, basically, not even high school. By the time you're in 7th grade, from 7th grade to um, senior year, fuck, you're popping boners two, three, four times a day in a school day. God damn. I mean, is there any... There's a reason teenage pregnancies are a thing. It's because all these dudes want to do is be fucking, Right? I mean, the the school bell rings a certain way, and you and you're popping a boner. the t- The teacher, you know, the teacher, the gym teacher sweats a certain <laughs> way, and you're fucking hard, <laughs> dude. Actually, no, for real though, gym class. Oh my god! And that's the thing you had to you had to figure out tricks how to hide your boner. Mine was, you know, obviously you just tuck it up in the waistband. That's the way to go. Until you bust a nut in your belly button. But (laughs) the worst time is gym class, dude. Because you got to wear shorts. 
and there's no concealing a boner in shorts. And you're doing the run, you know, you got to run around the gym or whatever. You do the warm up. You're running around the gym for two minutes. And, and some of these girls are wearing like short, short little booty shorts. And some of their asses are popping out of the shorts. And, you know, you're just a horny little young man. And all you want to do is be fucking. Dude, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking stand at attention. And then go to detention. <laughs> it's like, what What the... F- it, that's the worst is the gym class boner. I should have... If I would have known now, I would have worn compression shorts just to hold that puppy down. Because you can't conceal this anaconda. This bad boy wants out. He's going to find a way out. We from the school... The school of hog cocks who's ready to fuck. Ready to fuck! Are you ready to fuck? Slobbing and knobbing and busting some nuts. <laughs> That's my cover band. But it's not P.O.D. It's called P.O.V. Oh, man. But really, I mean, actually, more th- more likely, the school I went to was the school of rock. Right? Jack Black. And how much so is the school of hard cocks not only that, the school of hard cocks and the and school of cocks. How much is that? A hundred percent, a porno title, right? Here's another interesting fact: the school of school of rock, the movie School of Rock, was one of it was actually probably the number one inspiration to me for wanting to be in a band because when that movie came out. Pretty sure it was 2004, if I'm not mistaken, because I was in fourth grade. And I was the same age as those kids in that movie. So when that movie came out, and they, and you know, obviously, if you've, you've probably seen School of Rock, great movie, um, I was like, that could be me. Why can't that be me? So that's, that movie is 100% inspiration for me wanting to be in a band. The other thing probably was Guitar Hero. Um, now, had I seen the movie School of Cock, my life might have been a little bit different. Now, we, in fact, the, we, we probably can, we can probably go ahead and assume the chick who pissed on the guy's face, she probably watched School of Cock, not School of Rock. So, if I had watched the other movie, my life might have gone a different course. So... <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, let's talk school stories. And in fact, let's just start right there. I mean, we're already in the school of hard cocks uh, conversation. Let's start with relationships. Let's talk about um, yeah, things like that. Because I was a horny young lad, as we all were. Here's another thing too. If you've seen the the show Big Mouth, it's a Netflix series that talks about like puberty, like kids going through puberty and it does get to be a little bit grotesque. It does get to be a little bit much, a little raunchy, but I have to admit looking at that, watching that show now as an adult and looking back at myself as a child, as a teenager, a fucking super hyper horny teenager. I wish I would have had a show like that. To tell me everybody feels this way. 
you're not alone. Now, if I had had that, I probably would have been fucking all the girls, which is probably good because probably would have had a teenage pregnancy and that's not good. So as I've already discussed before, I never had sex in high school. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 19, which was well out of high school. Um, I really didn't have that many girlfriends in high school. I know, I know, shocking. But this young lad didn't always have this dashing beard. He wasn't always this confident. As a matter of fact, I was quite a shy kid in, in school. I didn't have a lot of friends. I, I had like the same friends. Pretty much from middle school all the way through high school, I had the same friends. I was always like a kid that everybody liked. You know, even I, I was, I was, fr- I was good. F- I, I don't want to say good friends, but I was like friendly with all the click groups. Pretty much nobody disliked me, but um, I wasn't like friends with everybody. I only had my select few friends. I think during my time in high school, I had like three girlfriends who would you who you would consider girlfriends, and all of those three collectively lasted like two months. So all very short. Basically, my entire sophomore year, I pined over this one girl all all year. Like, was in love with her. I fucking wanted to be with her. But my shriveled little balls wouldn't pick themselves up and actually attempt to ask her out. Same thing with senior year. My senior year had the exact same thing happen. I, different girl. Pined over this whole different girl. And she fucking uh i just didn't have the balls to ask her out but i pined over her and i was in love with her and i drooled over her for a year and i wasted a year of my of my life doing that and here's the thing okay high school and i will say this to all the high schoolers out there i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna promote fucking okay don't do that and if you're gonna protect yourself you know be, be safe don't don't be having kids it's not you, you wait on that you know what i'm saying you got all your life to do that but i looking back at high school everybody's like do you miss it or i miss high school no i don't i don't miss it i don't miss like the academics of it i don't miss the day-to-day i do miss the opportunity to be around so many people at once where you could get to know so many people, you're kind of forced in this situation. Like, I would have, if I could go back, I definitely would have made more friends. Which, don't get me wrong, I don't regret. Excuse me, I don't regret the friends I had. Absolutely not, and I still would have been friends with them. But I probably would have like, I don't know, been closer to more people. I definitely would have tried for more girlfriends because now, all you got is like Tinder or the bar. You don't have this like readily available access to all these women or girls at the time, I suppose. Like I said, I'm not promoting (laughs) to go out and just like go crazy, but be more social. I'll just say that. Definitely be more social because that's my regret. And I, I, I I don't know. I mean, it probably would have been nice to have like a high school sweetheart or have a girlfriend during high school, like a long lasting relationship. It never happened for me. Speaking of puberty, though, I do specifically remember being in um, middle school. My girl, like, I don't even count girlfriends in middle school, but like, 
my on and off girlfriend from like elementary school to middle school who I like was on and off with multiple times. We like decided we were going to try it again in eighth grade. We were going to start dating. And I think we dated for a few months. And this is such a fucking kick in the nuts by God to me. I'm pretty sure. You know what? I honestly don't remember who broke up with who. I can't remember if I broke up with her. Either way, we broke up. I don't remember who broke up with who, but God was laughing at me that day because I'm not even joking with you. It was within a period of two weeks or so after we broke up, she went through puberty pretty damn hard and she grew some hefty tatas. I remember seeing her in the hall. I was like, What? You grew up pretty fast in two weeks. And go fucking figure, we're not together anymore. Kunk, kunk, kunk. What do you do, though? I mean, hey, it was middle school, so hey, good thing nothing happened. Oh, God. Relationships in high school. Let's see, what are some other good school stories? God, there's so many, really. I mean, let, okay, let's start with elementary school, okay? I'm, I'm, I don't want to, like, go all over the place. And if I start thinking of other stories, I'll bring them up. But elementary school, there's a decent amount of stories that I can kind of remember. I remember... Um, so every year, they would do this thing called the bike rodeo. Very cool. You would bring your bike from home... And you would do like, you would go over these around cones. It was basically to help you learn how to ride a bike, you know? And they would do it every year. You would, uh, you would ride through, uh, down the street. They had somebody like teach you how to ride the street, do the hand signals, all that shit. Well, one year, I don't remember, but like I asked, you know, I, I wanted, I can't remember if I had to borrow a bike or if, if this was the bike that was brought to me and it was the wrong bike, but I got brought a bike with training wheels. I was in like, ah, well, I uh, must've been in like third grade, right? So I I could very easily ride a bike without training wheels, but I still badly wanted to participate in the bike rodeo that I decided to just do it with the training wheels. And it was this tiny bike, like a little bit small for me. And I'm riding this thing. And I remember this teacher going like, come on, buddy. You got it. Come on, buddy. And I'm like, I know how to ride this fucking bike. It's just too small for me. And it has training wheels. And I felt so embarrassed. I'm just like, I remember being on the bike like, like I know what I'm doing. I just want to participate. Ugh. That sucked. Uh, God knows the amount of times I cried in elementary school. Always embarrassing. You have to call home. You start crying. I remember one time. Oh, have I told this story? I'm sure I have. I'll tell it again, though. I was in the lunchroom. And I had... I, I rarely brought lunch from home. Called That was called cold lunch. You would bring your cold lunch from home. And then you get hot lunch at school. Or the lunchroom. 
I brought cold lunch for the first time ever. I never would bring cold lunch. And uh, I brought it to the, you know, I, I, I'm all thinking I'm like hot shit. Like, I don't got to wait in line. And I sit down and I start cracking open my Lunchable. It was the one with the fucking like, you know, with silicone on top. And I go, boosh. And it flies everywhere. And I'm just, <laughs> making a scene. I'm crying. I look like a fucking embarrassment. It was like the crackers and cheese and ham and whatever. So none of it was salvageable because it was everywhere. So they brought me a, a, a PB&J. And I, I got to have my like fruit roll-up still and my Capri Sun. And like it all smoothed over. But I was so sad that my Lunchable... Because I never... The reason I was so sad... It wasn't even because I had made a scene or I had made a mess. It was because I... Didn't I rarely brought lunch from home and I felt special that day for bringing lunch from home and then it got ruined because I knew like the next couple days I wasn't going to bring lunch from home so I wasn't going to be the cool kid so that's why I cried oh and then they had like ice cream socials and stuff do you remember that do you I don't know if you guys remember ice cream socials that was fun and then field day field day was so fun damn it was just like different events during like around the playground. It was just a whole day of just fun. That was so great. And then, okay, here's a... Oh, okay, okay, okay. God, I could tell school stories all day. I remember in sixth grade, they would let us wear uh, headphones during reading time. And I would listen to Shinedown. And I had the old school headphones with like, not earbuds, but with like, just kind of like these, but the smaller ones. And I was just blasting that shit. And like, I remember some girl comes over to me and goes, "Hey, can you turn that down? Because the whole the whole class could hear me." That reminds me of another story. Okay, I could not fucking spell in school. I, still to this day, not a very good speller. I could never spell in school. Sixth grade, we did a spelling bee. We're all lined up, and I knew, I knew I was gonna suck at this shit. Like immediately, I did not, I did not want to participate. So I'm standing up front. They give me whatever word. I don't remember what the word was. And I go, I don't know. I, I straight up said, before, I, before she even like told me the word, I was just like, I don't know. Can I sit down now? And she's like, well, can you like just try? And so I go, because uh, my biggest fear was to always look like an embarrassment in school. I never wanted to be embarrassed for like my abilities. And that probably stems back from the fact that I got held back in the second grade. It probably stems from that, me not wanting to be embarrassed. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I was just like, okay. And I spelled the word out as I thought it would be. And she's like, yeah, that's correct. And I go, yay, I get to stand up here another round. So it comes, it comes back around to me. She gives me another word. I'm like, I don't know. Can I fucking sit down, please? I didn't say that, but... Um, so she's like, just try, please, just try. I try, and I failed. And I failed! I'm a fucking failure! I knew I sucked at fucking spelling. I, okay, so going back to high school. Again, sucked at spelling. Now, here was a trick I did. All through, all through school, not just high school. I thought I was so smart, and I am so smart, you know? I, this was a fucking clever trick for, for a third grader. You know how they'd make you read out loud? Well, I was a, still am a terrible reader. 
I don't read fast. I don't I don't process the inform I don't process information from the sheet to my eyes, to my brain, to my mouth. It doesn't work that way. Like I, I can't do it fast. And usually when I read stuff, this is why I don't read books and shit. Usually when I read stuff, I have to go over it again because I can't process the information. I can't like it doesn't work that way for me. So what I would do is I would I knew the pattern that the reading order was going in. And we would each have to read a paragraph out of the reading book. So I would count how many people it was going to be before me. And then I would count how many paragraphs. So I would read through whatever paragraph I had to read. So I already knew what I was reading. And I wouldn't stumble on any words. And it worked. That shit worked. So I remember in high school, they were having us go up to the board and spell stuff. And I can't, there was like a list of words or something and I did the same thing. I figured out what word I was going to have to spell and I specifically remember the word was forfeit. Or, fuck, obviously, how the hell would I have known that? Because obviously if I could see the word, I would know how to spell it. Anyway, I don't know how I did it, but I knew the word I was going to have to spell was forfeit. And I, fuck, if I know how to spell forfeit, but I knew Chevelle had a song called Forfeit. So I whipped out my handy dandy little iPod. I go to Chevelle and I look up Forfeit. And I knew how to spell it. And I walked up to the board and I spelled Forfeit. Don't ask me to spell it now because I fucking can't. But yeah, so I always had these little tricks on how to like read out loud or things like that. Also, bad at math. Never was good at math. My subjects in school were... History, usually U.S. history, a.k.a. government, art class. I liked gym class. That was fun. And uh, that was pretty much it. (laughs) Any art class, history. I hated science. I hated math, all that. Let me see. Do I got any stories from high school? I mean, I'm sure there's tons of them. But we're getting close to the end here, so I'll save. I'll, I'll think of more school stories for later time because there's plenty of them. Trust me, I could tell you tons of school stories. I'll have to do it more often because there's a lot of those. I just never have told really like a lot of school stories. I'm sure I've told a few of them, like the time I puked on the girl in school. Told that one on the podcast. Um, so I'll have to think of some more of those. Cause, but I gave you, I gave you a good hefty amount of school stories. And what do we learn? And and the school of hard cocks is what do we learn at the school of hard cocks? Busting. It's just sex ed all day long, because that's what's going through your head in school, high school at least. All right, we're gonna call it on that. I thought that was a fun episode. I think we actually we got through a lot of stuff. And some fun stuff too. So, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I truly do appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind, please give us a like, share this episode to all your friends and your family because you know they're going to love it. Uh, <laughs> as totally appropriate as this episode was, um,. Subscribe to, please, that's the biggest thing, really. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, follow on 
Spotify, Apple Podcast, all that stuff. It helps us helps the podcast out a lot. Um, yeah, and then have a great Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you guys have a lot of fun. Enjoy your family. Enjoy that Turk. Get your annual hit a trip to fan. And uh, most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.